0: Hello, everyone. I'm Sana Hashmi. I'm a visiting fellow at Taiwan Asia Exchange Foundation. In the next six minutes, I'll be talking about China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi's just concluded official visit to five Southeast Asian countries. Uh, from July 3rd to 14th, he visited Myanmar, Thailand, Philippines, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Uh, one of the primary objectives for him to be in Southeast Asia was to attend the G20 Foreign Ministers' Meet in Bali. But apart from that, there were several objectives. Uh, Wangi visited Southeast Asia with a clear agenda. The message was clear that China wants to reach out to Southeast Asia. And he started his visit with Myanmar. Uh, It's interesting given how that was the first visit by a foreign leader or official since the Myanmar coup took place in early 2021. Uh, So he had two objectives while he was in Myanmar. First to show that China is a responsible stakeholder and having a dialogue with the military junta is a necessity. So the message was that to have a peaceful resolution to the problem, Myanmar cannot be excluded. Second, uh, in Myanmar, he hosted the seventh edition of the Lansang-Mekong Corporation Foreign Minister's Meet and he met with his uh, counterpart from Myanmar, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia and Vietnam. But not much attention has been given to this meet in the global media. Uh, But if you look at China's objectives uh, and China's approach, It has been using sub-regional cooperation for reinforcing its ties with Southeast Asian lower riparian countries and also during the visit and specifically during the Lansang-Mekong meet, there were subtle attempts to push for the Belt and Road initiative again and a kind of image revamping exercise was undertaken during um, the meet. Uh, and in fact, uh, in the Chinese media, this meet is being heralded as one of the Chinese alternatives to the U.S.-led Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. So Wangi's visit uh, was also an attempt to counter the U.S. IPEF and uh, several Southeast Asian countries are already participating and they have already endorsed the initiative. So Wangi's visit is definitely to counter the U.S. outreach to Southeast Asia and its efforts in strengthening the Indo-Pacific construct. In a way, uh, Southeast Asia. in Southeast Asia, there is a game of announcing initiatives and then providing alternatives. But if you look at a broader picture here, it is pretty clear that China is confronted with the similar situation as what happened after Obama's pivot to Asia, rebalancing to Asia strategy. Uh, so China is even more threatened by the US initiatives in the region now. And of course, the wider Indo-Pacific construct. Quadrilateral security dialogue, uh, etc. So, in this context, Southeast Asian countries play an important role in China's larger scheme of things. Then, uh, his engagements in Southeast Asia were vast. He was in Southeast Asia for more than 10 days. And there is little doubt that this is an attempt to reaffirm China's intentions of reaching out to Southeast Asia. Then, this is coming after his visits to Pacific Island countries and even to Southeast Asia. So, there is definitely a pattern. China wants to strengthen ties with countries that are not uh, taking sides in this US-China rivalry open. And uh, for example, Pacific island countries uh, have more pressing issues to deal with, such as climate change, than to be embroiled in a great power rivalry. In fact, in Jakarta, during his address at the ASEAN secretariat, he warned that the ASEAN countries should avoid becoming chess pieces by major powers and should not be involved in major power rivalry. So Southeast Asia is increasingly becoming a platform for Chinese officials to convey their interest. And we saw last month the Changrila Dialogue, how in the presence of uh, ministers of other countries, Chinese defense minister, he used the platform to reiterate their position on Taiwan. Then, after what has happened in Sri Lanka and the role of China's huge debt in making Sri Lanka bankrupt and also the strategic anxiety that has been increased After the Chinese and Cambodian officials broke ground on the green naval base last month, China does not want the ASEAN countries to believe that it is a threat to the regional security or its developmental and infrastructure projects are not mutually beneficial. So even if we look at the statements that are coming out of China, we would realize that there is an attempt to portray China as a friend, as a partner to ASEAN. For example, Chao Lichien, a very controversial foreign ministry spokesperson, uh, said, in a Ministry of Foreign Affairs press briefing the Southeast Asian countries are important partners and that they share vast common interest and that China seeks common development with ASEAN. So from China's perspective, his visit was significant first for the purpose of reaching out to Southeast Asia, then reassure the countries of the region that China is a partner. Then ASEAN is also trying to cover their own place and emphasis on ASEAN centrality is very much a part of the discussion, very much still a part of the discussion. Then there's a realization that the threat perception of the ASEAN does not exactly match with that of the West. So engaging with stakeholders with differing perspectives and interest has been a policy of the ASEAN and giving a platform to the Chinese officials and having regular, consistent engagement with China is a part of that policy. So I think Wang Yi's visit focused on making sure ASEAN remains neutral and at the same time reassure that China is an irreplaceable partner to the ASEAN. Thank you for listening.